Welcome to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm Ben Canning. Dave Kennedy here. And I'm Kevin Cody. And this is the second time we've done this introduction, and I feel like we're going to have some technical difficulties today. <laughs> today, we have Kevin. <laughs> today we have Kevin with us. Um, we want to talk about your journey of when we started the podcast, I guess, what you have done since then, and sort of the whole process between then and now. But before we get started... How's your week going? My week's going great. Uh, this is the second time I got to talk to Ben today, and uh, we synced on, on the coaching level earlier today. And we have a, a call a little bit later today, so three times a charm for, for, for me. But week's going great. A... <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot of your time, to be honest. Uh, I, 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 uh, I'm just here to, to hold on for the ride. But uh, no, my week's going great. How about you, Dave? So first of all, Ben, just so you know, when you drink the water, it goes dun, 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 dun. And it makes like a like a, a hollow aluminum banging sound that's probably going to the audience. Right. I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, listen, don't get mad at me. I'm just trying to make sure our audience doesn't get upset with you. Okay. Okay. I'm saving okay. you some hate tweets is what I'm. I was doing. actually just I was just uh, before you came on. I was telling Kev every time we have a guest on, you disappear at some point. Something happens where you get cut out, disappear, <laughs> drop off. So hopefully we don't have have that this time. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But uh, my week has been actually. Uh, little interesting so i've been dealing with some some uh tendonitis pain i think in my uh in my um like wrists and in my um like arms and it's been kind of killing me since vegas i uh i did something stupid so it's not training related which is great so i we rent this uh place outside of the strip and it has a pool and a water slide and you know as we're doing the training the whole all the trainers and stuff will stay there we kind of hang out and cook meals and stuff like that and kind of hang as a team and uh one of the nights, alcohol may have been involved, uh, but it has like this rock climbing thing that you can climb up to to get onto the slide, or you can just go the normal way that normal people are. It was never designed to be climbed on, by the way. Um, and so I decided to, you know, show off my strength and pull myself up on these rocks. And I like fried my tendons and my bones and my nerves or something like that. And it was causing my arms to just ache like uh, ridiculously. And so a normal person, when that happens, would probably take a you know a day or two off. But then I went and had to go lift heavy with a bunch of buddies from you know DefCon and everything else because you know, I had to show that I could lift heavier than everybody, of course. So I you know the next couple of days I pushed it a little bit harder. Uh, so the week that I got back, I actually took three three days off for a deload, which I you know is one of the, if you listen to the podcast is the thing I hate the most in life, um, other than geese. Geese and deloads are probably my two things that I hate most in life right now. Um, and started working back at it, but it started coming back again, but, uh, happy to report today and yesterday, uh, have been pretty solid. Haven't had any major issues. Um, I PR today on my rower and, uh, and also how far I run within a normal block period within orange theory. So it was a, uh, it was a great day today from a training perspective. And uh, as soon as we get off the podcast, I'm going to go lift some legs and, uh, we're going to go from there. So solid, solid week for me, uh, getting better on the mend. And uh, just looking at uh, everything else, got my blood work, came back perfect. So life is good. 
What about you, Ben? Andy, but first of all, I'd like to point out that yesterday, literally, probably this time yesterday, we were having a conversation about you think it's time to actually take some time off. It's time to take a step back from training because you feel like your arms are all jacked up. You're injured. Your body's telling you you need to stop. So then this morning I wake up to a photo of a fucking 500 pound rack like this does not necessarily equate to time off. So, I mean, I mean, first I, thing felt, I felt like, I felt like I could have did 550 though. And I didn't do it because I was trying okay. to like, so you were, you were deloading in the fact that you were doing less with than you actually feel like you could have. Kind of, yeah, 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 a little bit. <laughs> right. Was, anyway, my, go ahead, go ahead. I was thinking the same thing. Like you're saying, your 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 tendonitis hurts, and, and you need to, to possibly take a step back. And I woke up this morning and saw your BFRs on, and you were poking it out. And I'm like, oh, a little blood flow restriction for the tendonitis, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe yeah. that maybe that could have helped. Maybe it just a little right, blood. right, right. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I also the the day that I had the really bad tendonitis was like two days ago. And um, I had just gotten back from a, a sports massage and then I had lifted things really, I was lifting a bunch of like really weird things in the office, like uh, these, these massively heavy whiteboards. And so it was just weird lifting movements. So I think like a combination of those two was just inflaming it even worse. Um, yesterday, nothing really hurt though. So biceps were actually perfect. Uh, didn't have any issues on, on, um, <clears throat> on the arms and then back is, is good. I think, you know, I think a push might be a little bit too much right now, just based on how you're doing your forearms and everything else. But I think, you know, legs will be perfectly fine. Back and biceps are perfectly fine. Um, so tomorrow I'm taking an actual day off, I'm taking a day off tomorrow. And then Friday, like I'm actually hit. like a, not, not a day of day off, like <coughs> a, a normal person day off. Like no cardio, no training, not into the gym. Don't even think about orange theory. Like, why do you, why do you gotta like, why do you gotta like act like that? I'm going to go and do any of those things. Like, <laughs> Because uh, I, I know you for the past two years. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do something. But <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, uh, my week's been good. I this is pretty much the same. Just have been working on things with workwise, getting ready for us to sort of do the meetup in Nashville. First of all, let's training. let's not say just the same. Look at those pictures of you, by the way, and how much you've been cutting up. You look freaking incredible, dude. I mean. Well, the I would like to say abs, I'm going to give credit to, to Helmy's photography skills for that photo <laughs> yesterday. There definitely was a lot of that because when I look at myself, I don't necessarily look like I did in that photo, so I'll give him some credit. But yeah, I mean, it's been good um, I sort of to sort of update everybody on that. I had a call with James yesterday. Um, he basically has given me the, once you get a sort of five-day average in and around 200 pounds, then we're good to bring calories up. I'm like, this is how excited I got. So I'm in and around. 17, 1800. He was like, we'll go an additional 500 calories. And I was like, you know, the, the gift that the guy has. <laughs> I was like, what am I going to do with an additional 500 calories? Um, and then we'll run that for like three or four weeks while I'm traveling and stuff like that. And then we'll start to bring things back down. But yeah, things are going good. I did some cardio today and I wasn't due to. I just did it before we come on. So I'm in a good flow with that. So I'm not going to try and poke the bear any. Um, but yeah, I feel good. I feel confident in terms of the plan that I have. And actually, if I think about it, I think. Kev has probably got highest calorie allowance of everybody on this call right now. Dang, man. Look at I'm you. At, uh, I'm at 2650 on program days <laughs> and 2400 on non. So I don't know where that, yeah, where that sitting is. over here on like poverty calories. <laughs> yeah. You're, 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 you're living large right now. Jeez. Oh, Pete. Uh, wow. Look at that. 
But anyway, yes, so things are good. Thanks for asking. Um, absolutely zero complaints. As I said, I put a, a tweet out earlier on saying I'm sort of at the stage where I'm going to cut one to one, not going to onboard anybody else to sort of focus on you guys in the group and building that out. So everything's going to be good. Does that complaints. mean more, more Dave and Ben time? Yes, that is exactly why. So somebody asked why I'm like, <laughs> so that I can spend more time talking to Dave. Um, no, it's it's actually to to sort of refine the process a little bit because you know I like to do that every so often and also start to build like the, the education side. So beyond the videos that I do, obviously I uploaded a series of videos from Sean this week. A lot of food videos I'm going to start doing just so there's more value within the group for you, the community and the, the sort of education portal for you guys. And then once I feel comfortable to start bringing people back in, then I'll do potentially early next year or something like that. So that's exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a big change for you. I mean, I know you've been um, you know, growing and, and adding people and things like that, but taking a little bit of a step back to improve and iterate and uh, get better. It's, uh, it's what we do in security too. So it's a perfect, perfect thing uh, from a business perspective. Well, you know, you know the people I'm hanging around with. I work in the security industry too, you know. I was about to say you're pretty much you're pretty much in the security industry as it is. So <laughs> I am, I am. But anyway, enough about me, Kev. So, I mean, I don't. Where do you want to start? Well, yeah. I just I just want to say for, first and foremost, I mean, your journey uh, with Ben has been an incredible one. I mean, the, it's night and day difference what you've done. Maybe just start off with where you're at, you know, where you started from, and maybe some of your struggles, and then kind of where you came to at Ben's point and then what's, what's kind of changed that, if that yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, I was never, never really, um, muscular, but I was, I was always pretty skinny, you know, through, throughout my, my younger years, um, you know, gained some weight freshman year of college, you know, as everyone does and got that knocked back down, added the highest I've ever been was like 248 uh, right after I got married, just kind of just slacked off and let things, uh, you know, I'm six foot one, 248. So it wasn't huge, but, but it was sizable. And um, uh, so I got that under control probably 2010, 20, 2011 timeframe. And then just got in the best shape of my life. I did P90X and, and, and really just committed to it and uh, was, was doing awesome. And then had kids and all that fun stuff and, and had fluctuations here and there. After that, um, like late, maybe 2015, 2016, I, uh, and this is a dangerous word here, but I did, I did keto and, uh, I stuck with it for a year and a half. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the button. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll be, and, and I know, I know Dave, you've, you've mentioned this before. Um, but I, I definitely know that it was purely just restricting a macro. Like if you look at yeah. everything that, that is out there. <laughs> You know, I was I was a traveling consultant, uh, had kids, was was very busy, was driving a lot to, to clients, um, and I was going to the gas stations. And ninety eight percent of what was to eat in a gas station was refined sugar and carbs. So if you take that out of the equation and you're only focusing on fat and protein, it's 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 calorie restriction, right? It's just taking that taking that out of, of the equation. So instead of getting I don't know, an MTO at Sheets or whatever, whatever I was doing, I was getting a P2 Lunchable, which was just cheese and meat and, and nuts, right? And so by doing that, by cutting out refined sugars, which is, again, so much of what is kind of shoved down Americans' throats, I was really just restricting my calories. And, and that worked tremendously from like 2015 to 2016. I was the lowest weight I've ever been in my adult life. I was 155 pounds. I was all skin and bones. There was no, no muscle to speak of, but I was, I was skinny, right? And then my weight kind of fluctuated here and there. And then uh, brings me up to, to probably Thanksgiving time last year. 
I've, I've, I've known Dave for a while. Uh, um, actually took one of his classes last year's black hat and gave him a hard time for, uh, his microphone was acting up. I thought he was shaking up a protein shake. It was, it was, it was <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I've been following your journey, Dave. And, um, you know, one thing that it's funny when, when there's folks in the industry who have big social media followings, you see them saying the same things over and over and over again. And the thing that I saw you saying over and over and over again was, you know, I'm not giving out my, my training guide. I'm not giving out my diet. I'm not giving out my supplements. Here's my blog. Go take a look at this blog. This is what, this is how I started my journey into this. It's, you know, 5,000 words and lots of info and, and graphics and whatnot. But if you really want to know how I got from where I was to where I am, go read it. And I literally downloaded it, put it on my Kindle, and I read it over a series of probably three days because uh, it's lengthy but really good information. I really wanted to really read through it and, and ascertain it. And then from then, I started listening to the pod, and I binged. So I started like November, and I binged all of the episodes up to that point in time, which was what nineteen twenty hours of you guys uh, <laughs> talking. And uh, I was I was just kind of hooked. So I so you know us uh, very I, well at this point. <laughs> <laughs> So I ordered a whoop, uh, and I started just little things, right? Got back into my fitness pal. I've been using my fitness pal for 12 years now, but I had fallen off that wagon. So it was just like the data part of it got me, the data part of it hooked me again. So just tracking everything. And the, I have, I've had an Apple watch forever, but you have to take it off when you sleep. It won't, it won't last through the night. So adding sleep tracking and then just like the scoring, the, the kind of socialness to my activities via whoop, those two things, just tracking the food and whoop totally got me over, over the kind of last little bit that I needed to get hooked on. And then from there, it's been, it's been awesome. So I, I think I'm down, it's like 212 in, uh, uh, late last year, I'm sitting at like 183, 182 now, but definitely the most muscle I've ever had in my life. Uh, no questions asked. I actually finished the full P90X before I even started with Ben. That was a goal of mine. Uh, so I, I did that. Um, I've been biking to work, which is like 32 miles each way. So I try oh, wow. to have a, have a goal of that to do that once a month, every month of the year. So I've got the easy months out of the way. The hard months are, are starting. <laughs> it's going to get, it's going to get harder. <laughs> yeah. And just like literally adding small, little incremental 1% better things every day. And then I started, started with then, um, like the middle of June and things have been, just been, um, you know, just absolutely awesome, uh, since, since then. So that's kind of where I was a year ago plus to where I'm at now. How did you, uh, so when you started, uh, I guess making, so you, you've, you've come from a few different things here. I think I like to tackle. So first you were able to cut the weight down initially by, you know, restrictive eating or, you know, caloric intake basically uh, with keto, uh, which, you know, again, we, we, we joke around all the time, but we're, whatever works for you, it works for you. Right. I mean, if it's keto, unless it's if keto, it's, unless it's keto. <laughs> Ben has some post-traumatic stress. Syndrome, I'm only joking. Um, I'm only joking. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, if it's intermittent fasting, whatever ends up being, whatever works for you in a system, uh, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Um, you know, they have the same types of goals and some people work better off of high fats versus, you know, high carbs, or whatever our bodies are, are geared differently. Um, so you, you, you kind of shaved it off, but then started fluctuating back up again and just not being able to stay consistent. I guess what's different this time than, uh, before in the past when you were on keto, uh, and, you know, do you feel like you can continue that for, for the longevity of, of, you know, a long time, uh, versus, you know, fluctuating back and forth. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So um, I'd say the reason, like the root cause of why I kind of just fell back into old habits is kind of life is, is, is aimed, you know, all the commercials, all the food we, we, we're, we're targeted, everything that we do is kind of aimed at like the normal uh, foods, which don't necessarily meet the, the keto restrictions and what you're trying to achieve. So it's very easy if you have a highly restrictive diet to fall back into old patterns. Like you start off with, oh, we'll, we'll go to Wendy's. Okay, well, I'm just going to get the chili and the, the, the nuggets. And then like, oh, well, I'll, I'll add on uh, the fries or I'll eat the kids fries. And all of a sudden you're ordering just the burger and the fries. And now it's two burgers and fries. You know, it's, it's just very easy to fall back into to those habits. And so I know that's one of the things that you guys have stated over and over. It's not so much that keto is necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it's not necessarily better or worse unless you have certain things like, like diabetes where, where it is really better for you in, in certain circumstances or seizures. But it's the fact that you do have to live with it. It is something that you need to commit to. Um, so coming into this, I again, and, and Ben knows this, he sees my macros every week. I am still uh, uh, high protein and I started high fat because that's how I knew how I could get to my goal. And slowly every week we, we, we chat about it and I'm slowly getting more carbs, less fat and, 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 and coming around to the, to the dark side of it. But, um, you know, that's, that's, that's a way that I knew I could control my portions. I could cut out, you know, a lot of things that I just didn't need to be eating. And now since I've replaced those things with, you know, good carbs, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy I'm eating yogurt again. I'm happy I'm eating fruits again. I'm happy I'm eating rice and, and, uh, you know, uh, full grain bread. And I do think it's something that I can commit to, but honestly, one of the things that I was missing was, from an engagement perspective. So I was dieting, I was hitting all, all the things, I was losing the weight, but I'm actively engaged in kind of this lifestyle now with doing all of the different things I'm doing, talking to you guys, talking to, to, to the group on, on, on our calls, in the Discord channels, uh, posting on Twitter, you know, diff different wins and different things. And I think that's probably the missing piece that I had. I just wasn't actively engaged in and committing to myself. Like this is, this is something that, that I can maintain. I think with, with that, that's an important piece because we, we've spoken about this before. It's, it's making everything that we do here part of your identity. So like you potentially were doing all those things, but you weren't putting yourself across as someone who does those things. So you were doing them and you were making the progress. But once you start, when you find yourself in a community talking to other people who are on a similar sort of journey, or once you start posting about it on, on social media, or once you start talking about it more and people start to associate you with it, it starts to sort of get into that snowball effect of, oh, this is a guy who trains, who looks after himself, who manages nutrition, and then that then becomes part of your identity. And I think that that's a big piece for that it is difficult for, for people to overcome. Um, and I think as well, to touch on that, you know, I see this a lot, like whenever I, we were on a call earlier and whenever I'm on calls with different clients and, and they mention other people within the group that they see are doing well or are posting about it. And I think that the, the important part of that is, and I mean, to give full credit to Dave, like, you never know who's watching and what inspiration motivation that they're taking from what you're saying and what you're doing. So the reason that we have this podcast and the reason that, that you're here, as you said, is because of Dave's progress. So the same as you posting about your progress, you never know what the sort of ripple effect that is, who's watching, who's like maybe seen it 15 times from 15 other people, but that one time that they see that post clicks with you, they're like, shit, right, okay, I need to get my act together here. And not just for a fact of, you know, coming and joining the community or, or whatever it might be, but 
actually actively doing something that will benefit the quality of their life down the line. Like it, it is to that scale. It's not just like, oh yeah, that seems like a cool thing to be a part of, or that seems like something I want to get involved in. It's like something that can actually, you know, you have motivated or inspired somebody to, to literally change their life or take action to change their life. So that's where the, why I like to see, I never put pressure on anybody to, to post about it on social media, but it's good to see when people start doing it. Um, I have to give a shout out to Mike because he is like, Master Chef, but then I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know what yeah, every the time I post, Boston, I'm like, but I'm like, is, I want to go, I want to go eat with Mike right now. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get him to cook uh, in, in Nashville. Um, but yeah, it's great to see that and to sort of bring it right back to what you're saying about habits and keto. Like I have your spreadsheet full of me here, obviously. If you look back to the first week that we started, your carbs were at 75 grams, your fat were at 123 grams, and I know there was a bit of there wasn't friction whenever we were having a conversation, but I definitely know that you were, there was a like, oh shit, like this is filtering into stuff that I have to sort of battle myself. And the, the average is this week, carbs 209 grams and fat 82 grams. Um, and obviously we, we delved deeper into that conversation as to what that actually looks like and sort of how you managed to navigate that in. But in terms of like that transition, how have you felt going from those habits of high protein, high fats to now sort of bringing the fats down, have a more food volume, as we spoke about earlier, um, and then have more carbs for energy levels and how that's impacted your training and things like that. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys have said a few times, you know, the breakdown of uh, carbs and protein to fat is is above a two to one ratio, right? So every, it's, what is it, nine versus four for, for each or yep. you know, somewhere yep. around that. So, um, you know, from a calorie density standpoint, if you're eating things like cheese or uh, oils or avocados, which are all great foods in, you know, in their own right, you're getting less of those things. Uh, the same thing with high density uh, refined sugars, like you could eat, you know, a small cookie that could be you know, 20 grams that could have 200 calories where cookies though delicious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm on board with that. Like, I can't talk. I'm the Samoas, the Samoas are where it's yeah, at. Yeah. Yes, yes. People that like so thin for, mints are just just wrong. But okay, go sorry. <laughs> so for me, and this is this is what Ben and I were talking about earlier. I I was reluctant to add in carbs, um, and when I when I have added in carbs, it has been all um, you know either fruits and and, and yogurt things that, that I, I really just love, but never can have a lot of because I just didn't didn't have the the um the quantities that i could could enjoy or have been full you know full grain so brown rice and and and, and breads uh you know full grain bread and when you look at it pound for pound or, or car or uh kcal for kcal it adds up and it's like that is like this much food a day versus this much fats so just like the purely the amount of food that i'm ingesting now versus June 15th when I joined Ben versus, you know, January 15th when, you know, I, I started doing this myself is significantly different. It's just vastly different. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's a huge change, but it's one that, you know, who doesn't enjoy fruits? Who doesn't enjoy those things and being able to, to actually eat those things back in life? And I think people who are on keto, they can, they can sustain if they want, but most are secretly like i really wish i could have those fruits i really wish i could have uh, a flatbread or sandwich or something um you know or at least at some point in time they, they may fall back into it because it's just like yeah that's that's a vehicle that we kind of crave and want but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing it's just something that you need to offset yeah i think it's it's 
you know, it's the restrictiveness that comes alongside keto. Like, yes, you could do it, but it's, it's a challenge in itself. Do you know what I mean? It's a challenge. Like, you know, you have to navigate a lot of things where, as you guys know, what I try and get across is I want you to have as much freedom as you possibly can whenever it comes to nutrition so that you're not restricted so that you don't have to avoid social occasions so that when you're on vacation or you're in different countries, it's not a shit show to try and navigate. Like you have the tools to manage your calories and that's all we really need to do. And I think probably the biggest part of the keto conversation or the hardest part to deal with is the abuse that you get in social media. I will say I, I, I did keto for, for six months and sorry to hear that. Is it worse <laughs> than being a vegetarian? Uh, they're pretty similar. I would say it, you, you get, you get, uh, tired. Of, like I could, I, I could always tell myself like, Oh my gosh, I could always eat meats and cheeses all day long. You know, that's, that's, you get sick of meat and cheese all day long. Trust me. It's a, uh, it's a tough, you know, it ends up getting real tough. And you mentioned not being able to eat like fruits and, you know, veggies and things like that. And, uh, you know, the, the rice and stuff like that is, is a big difference with that. So I ended up being very miserable on keto, um, especially towards the end, which to me, which is why it wasn't sustainable. I, I wouldn't be able to do that for two years or three years or five years. Some people can, uh, just not for me personally. Yeah. I, I, think just, that, go ahead, ben, I have to say, um, cause you, you brought up the, the vegetarian, my favorite part of the podcast was the episode where Ben found out live on air that Dave was a vegetarian for what, two plus years of your life. It was, and, it was uh, like seven years, it was like seven. What? Yeah. I can't it even, was like se- it was like I seven can't years. even still to this day. Can't yeah. Like it was such a big chunk of your life. It's a long time. I was a vegetarian. You're not old for. enough to have been a vegetarian for seven years. I know. I know. It was, I mean, and, and I was, I was extremely picky too. Like I wouldn't have anything to that had gelatin in it. I wouldn't have anything that had any type of meat products in it whatsoever. Um, now I would eat fish still. Um, so I, you know, I, but fish was more of a rarity. I tried to stick with nothing that was animal or alive. Um, just like basically plants and shit, which, you know, you can eat horrible, obviously as a vegetarian, cause I had hit my highest weight as a vegetarian. I was 317 pounds or three, yeah, 317 pounds as a vegetarian. So, uh, but yeah, so I think it was like seven years. I was a vegetarian. What the fuck? Still, still to this day, I can't get my head around that. Like, me neither, man. Yeah, I have. I, I'll, I'll still make the statement that I've absolutely made up on the amount of meat <laughs> that I eat now for the seven years that I was a vegetarian. So I've, I've, I've made up my my my, my mistake there. <laughs> no yeah, offense to folks that are vegetarians, by the way. You can obviously eat extremely healthy as a vegetarian, and it can be absolutely something that is amazing for you. Um, so I don't want to dissuade folks that are vegetarians. No, definitely not. My mom, not my mom me. is a vegetarian. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not against it anyway. I just fucking, I like, can't believe that you, you, yeah. Were yeah. Anyway, so yeah. coming back to the conversation, Kevin, you were saying when you're talking about the amount of like food that you get in terms of like value for calories, this is where the struggle really comes in because so you're 2650 on training days. I could go to five guys and eat 2,600 calories in one meal without even question. Like I have done it many, many times. We've seen pictures so of that too. So we know yes, that's for sure. I have <laughs> a photo of it. It's fine. Um, but the thing about it is, and, and this is what we were sort of alluding to earlier on is, you know, people they're like, oh my God, I'm eating more than I ever have and I'm losing weight or whatever the, whatever the narrative is. And it's not that you eat more in terms of the calories. It's in terms of you're actually physically more as in there's more on your plate because you're actually yeah. eating whole foods, good quality, single source, and you get a lot more for it. So it's like, you know, even with, with where I'm at on my calories, like I, I can stay relatively full throughout the day, 1800 calories, as long as I really, really manage it to I me. Mean, Cause I eat good quality foods and I eat things that are 
low in calories and high in volume, but it's about knowing that and understanding it. So the the value that you get for the calories that you have now, eating carbs and, and all the things and eating it in, in whole foods and not any sort of processed or refined sugar stuff, you get a lot more for it. And I assume, I mean, you feel the benefits of it, obviously. Oh yeah, energy is definitely there. Um, you know, my workouts have definitely uh, increased on on you know total volume, PRs, all that jazz. Like it's it's definitely seen and felt, and and uh, yeah. you know the, the energy. Your body when you're on keto, part of the fact that it works is that the you know obviously proteins are essential for anything, but when when you, when your body is taking in fat, it basically has to break that down to process it for your energy. So right there in itself, metabolically, you're burning calories to even process that energy from the beginning. Where you know when you consume carbs, your body can take that in as energy just just straight up, right? So that's why you know keto works because you're kind of double double processing that for for multiple reasons, and you're eliminating the carbs, you're eliminating that you know calorie deficit if you do if you are on a calorie deficit of course and uh, the thing that i found really hard real quick on the keto stuff is that even maintaining true ketosis was very difficult you know there's so many random things of sugar and carbs that are put into pretty much all the foods that we eat so unless you're being really selective you know if you do those pea strips i'd find that you know hey one day i'm like in perfect keto other day i'm like out of keto it was really difficult for me to stay within it for a long period of time just due to, you know, the types of foods that you have out there. So you gotta, you gotta really monitor it and be really cautious with how many carbs you're putting in, or else you're not going to be able to have that production of ketosis, which, you know, converts the fat stores to energy. Yeah. I mean, even things like medicine, like, uh, you guys had recommended the goji, um, uh, vinegar gummies, gummies. Uh, apple cider. Oh yeah. 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 And, uh, so I bought them. Great. Add this, add this to, to a couple of things. But just when I was starting out, like early, early January, late, late December, and I was doing the keto thing, I looked, I was like, oh, each one of these gummies has four carbs in it. And so I was trying to stay under 30 for the day. Like if I take two of these gummies, that's eight of my carbs right there. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> not worth it. Not worth it at all. And um, like, I think that, yeah. no, go ahead. Like medicine uh, is one that you don't even think of that there's carbs in medicine. There's carbs, there's little things. So yeah, Dave, you're hundred percent right. You have to be very particular about everything that you do. Um, unless again, your goal is just calorie restriction, which could be any, anything, you know, but if you're just restricting the overall calories you're taking in, you're doing that yep. via, uh, um, you know, just trying to eliminate as many carbs as possible. It's basically the Atkins thing at that point. That's not true ketosis. It's just low carb living at that point. Yep. I think that that's, that's where the, the mistakes are made. You know, there's people who say they do keto, but they potentially only do it like 80% of the time. And, yeah. then, you know, then they're eating, you know, cheeseburgers at the weekend and whatever else. And it's like, you are, are half-assing it at that point. So you're not actually, you're going through the struggle of doing it, but you're not actually getting to the point where you actually feel the benefits. And then that's where people are like, well, I'm not seeing progress, blah, blah, blah. And like, it's because again, you know, you're half-assing it. So I think that, the biggest part of that is is probably down to the education side of it. Whereas, you know, we can say, yes, to, for keto, you just eat protein and fats. You maybe need to explain a little bit more than that for people to understand. I mean, we don't need to get into it. I don't want this to like start from keto, but you know what I mean? It's it's a, yeah. it's being able to do it at full capacity and actually sort of live, live it for a long period of time to feel the benefits of it. So, so quick question, uh, Kevin, for you, which is, since you've been able to kind of live this lifestyle and one thing I would say that I've seen uh, in you and folks that have made this successful is you've, you've made it a lifestyle, right? It's things that you kind of live and preach and practice every day. 
what's what's some of the benefits that you've gotten from previous to now uh you know energy how you feel that type of stuff like you know give us a little bit of of how you feel as, a, as an individual and what's kind of changed you know from before to now yeah absolutely so right before you know kind of thing that, that kick-started me into this journey was um i was working like 12 hour days every day uh, i was going to the office i would stop the second mention of this sheets, my favorite, my favorite convenience store. I was stopping at sheets. I was getting my kids. Coffee. My kids swear that they're the best fries in the world. So they, they <laughs> love the French fries there. So, <laughs> we, we had a sheets during, during COVID sheets was kind of our go-to for, for the longest time uh, for the kids. So they, they love the, the mac and cheese stuff and everything else there. Yep. So, yeah. So I'd, I'd stop at sheets and get a coffee. Uh, actually they came out with like unlimited coffees. You pay like 10 bucks a month and you could have as many coffees as you wanted. So that, wow. that, uh, that fueled some, some other. That sounds dangerous. So I'd, I'd, uh, headed in the office. I'm, I'm, I'm an early bird. Uh, so I would, I would be on the road at like a quarter till five. I'd stop at sheets. I'd grab a coffee and a, um, apple fritter which apple fritters are just amazing. Uh, amazing. They are so calorie dense. They have like an apple fritter this big and it's like 500 calories, uh, just straight sugar bombs. Right. So I grab one of those every day. And um, then I, I, I happened to work in a, a tech company that we do uh, autonomous vehicles. So uh, I do security for an autonomous car company. And it's one of these like Silicon Valley esque where you name it, food is in the office. Um, you know, free lunch, free breakfast, free snacks, ice cream machine, you name it. We, we have it, which is uh, a blessing and absolutely amazing, but it's very easy to abuse. So I get my apple fritter at 5 a.m. I go into the office. I eat a full breakfast. I'm talking bacon and pastries and everything. I get lunch. Doesn't matter what it was. I, I was eating it, right? Like anything, pizza, anything that was good, I, I'd have it. Desserts, I'd walk past the buffet and like, oh yeah, there's a little cheesecake, grab that. And it was, you know, if you just added everything up, I was probably easily consuming 35 to 4,000 calories a day, just as a daily thing, right? Every single day. I think I added up just the apple fritters. It was like a pound a week, just in apple fritters in, in pure calories. Like thirty five hundred. Which, calories. by the way, sounds amazing. But I, I will say <laughs> that the double decker oatmeal, little Debbie cream pies probably are, are a little bit better than that. But let's just, let's keep going. Sorry. We'll do a we'll yeah. do a taste test. Yeah. Yeah, we're in Nashville, a taste off of double double whatever the fuck. Double called. decker oatmeal, little Debbie <laughs> cookies. There's a point that, that you touched on there. Like it, when you're in a situation like that and you're not mindful and you're not tracking, I think that you'd almost be like. <laughs> I don't want to say ashamed, but definitely shocked of the amount of calories that you're consuming that you just don't think. And again, I'll, get, I'll give an example. I was in London last weekend or the weekend before with, with my friend Ali, just having a conversation about calories. And one of the restaurants that we were in in the airport had the calories on the menu. And he was like, going to get a full English breakfast. And he was like, 17, 16, it was 1600 calories. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, that's like how much you eat in a day. And I was like, I know, but you think that people would eat that without even thinking. And then everything else that sort of comes after it, lunch that comes after it, the snacks, cake, like it's no wonder that people struggle with, with their weight, struggle to make progress because all these things that even myself, like I look back at photos of my phone and I'm like, you know, for breakfast and it's like avocado toast with bacon and eggs. I'm like, that's probably like a thousand calories right now. I would love that, but I, I still don't have the, don't have the calories for it. But uh, it, it's those things that, that maybe go unnoticed. And when people don't actually track them or mindful them, you know, that's, that's where I think my fitness path comes in well, whether you actually use it to lose weight. I think the best thing that it can give you is an understanding of how food's made up 
how many calories are in things and how proportions should look and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when, so, so that's really what got me jumpstarted was I, I started back on my fitness pal, right? I've been using it forever. It's like, oh, just, just start with that adding steps and just, just make a change. And that's, that's where I, so late last year, I started starting with that. small, right? Yep. And I just kept, I just kept layering things, adding things. I was trying to think like how much my life has changed since late last year. And it's a lot, like it, a lot has changed. Um, but first and foremost was once I got over that hump of getting started and tracking and adding more activities, I looked at my life and Dave, you said this many times and it was like, what was keeping me from going to the gym or hitting the treadmill or going out for a walk? And I just started looking at my day. I was like, well, I'm waking up way, you know, really early and I'm getting into the office and I'm wasting a lot of time just doing kind of remedial stuff. And then I'm staying late and no one else is working 12 hours. It was me. It was just like, that was my, that was my routine. Yep. So I added in working out in the morning before I went into the office. And to be honest, like I'm not missing that time from my day at work. Like I'm still getting all my stuff done. I'm just doing it a little bit more precise and I'm using that time for myself, which is, is, you know, been hugely beneficial. So that was step one, which just like looking at the time I was using. The other thing was, and I honestly don't miss it. I just don't watch TV anymore. Uh, I will watch, uh, uh, you know, a series or something when I'm on the Bowflex in the morning. Uh, I have a, a stair climber. Uh, and so I've been catching up on Stranger Things on the stair climber, you know, every other day when I'm doing that. But like, the, where, where, by the way, where are you at on Stranger Things right now? So I'm in season four, uh, I think episode three or four. So I'm almost, you know, 11, almost 11 dies, right? You know that? Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. I just watched it for the second time with my kids. Uh, I was a little apprehensive of letting them see season four because it's pretty dark. Yeah. Um, but I, I ended up uh, uh, deciding to let them watch it. And uh, they love they love that show. We actually just watched the season finale yesterday again. I, so I, I, I binge watched it as soon as the season came out. I'm a huge fan. But uh my kids have been wanting to get to it. So I have to go through season one through season four again. So good show. Good show. Didn't mean to die real there. No, no, no. I, I, so I, you know, I just, I just looked at, at streamlining things that I was spending my time. And, and, and I think you both mentioned it several times. It's like, once you, once you fill that time with other activities, your life just kind of forms around it. Like you just like, that just becomes the thing. Like my wife knows that that's, that's what I'm going to be uh, doing in the morning. And sometimes she gets to see my face before I head off to work because she's actually up, you know, at, at a normal time and I'm, I'm leaving at a normal time. I get home. A lot of times I'm below my steps. So I'll, I'll go out with the dog. I'll go out with the kids. We'll, we'll, we'll hit our steps in the evening. Um, and yeah, I mean, just like every little thing like that, uh, when you, when you look at it across, across the week has just changed, but it's, it's filling it in with honestly, like what better things could you fill in with other than making yourself better and, and committing to yourself and, uh, you know, your, your health and your longevity and, and being there for your family and being committed. So that's, uh, you know, it, was, it, it wasn't a huge light bulb moment. It was just like little tiny things that's all stacked up. And now I look back and like, wow, that was just a very different time than where I'm at now and a very different person than, than who I am now. I think that that's, that's the key right there. It's like, Okay, if you look if you look at Kev right now versus Kev this time last year, two completely different people. If I had met you last year and said, right, look, 
this is what your life's going to look like. This is everything that you're going to need to do starting today. It wouldn't have worked. It would have been too much change. It would have been too many different things at once. It would have been just a total shit show to navigate. But because you started with one thing and went, actually, I can manage this. I'm feeling better doing this. What else can I do? What else can I do? What else can I do? I build it up. It's night and day difference in terms of where you're at now versus where you were. But there's no way that you could have just went from Kev last year to Kev this year overnight. And I right. think that that's where, where people struggle. Yeah, that that's that, that right there alone. We've hit on this, I think, a lot in the podcast, which is, you know, it's those small fundamental changes that you make that start to equate to big changes down the road that allow you to continue to add on because you want to, uh, because it's it's something that you're interested in doing. You're trying to explore, see if it works for you. Uh, it starts to become exciting and all that good stuff. So I think, you know, we to, to mention that point, I mean, same thing with me. I started the exact same way with Kevin. I was just like, hey, I'm going to track my calories, my fitness pal. I'm going to get some steps in. And I'm going to incorporate some resistance training. And we're going to see what happens. I'm going to do it three times a week. Oh, I can do it four times a week. Oh, I can do it five times a week. Okay, I can do it 10 times a week. Okay, oh, I'm do doing it, it 17 <laughs> times a week. <laughs> and then I work at Orange Theory. <laughs> <laughs> I quit security and I'm now at Orange Theory. So, um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, those small changes make huge, huge differences, which I think is, is a lesson that all of us can attest to as a, a recipe for success. I do have to say, you know, when I started with the loop, Dave, I, I experienced something that didn't really click with me until you mentioned it a few weeks ago, which was when you see your max heart rate and you see your um, kind of strain as Whoop does, I'm sure Aura does similar things, Fitbit does similar things. It's easy to kind of be convinced at kind of that beginning part that you're, you need to get to 20 strain, you need to go crazy, you need to, and it's it's actually easier to do it when you're first starting out because your heart it is. is elevated. It is, yeah. It's So it's kind of a weird thing because like now I'm in it and I'm hitting, you know, strain of eight, nine, 10, 11 consistently, but I'm working my ass off to do it. Like, like absolutely, you know, killing it. And it's just, it's very, it's very different than where I was when I first started and, you know, hitting the treadmill and doing, um, uh, you know, different uh, activities to try to just, just uh, stay alive. <laughs> and I was like, 18, 19, I was messaging Dave. I was like, hey, look, I'm, I'm 19 on the board, you know. Like, oh, that's because I was actually really unhealthy. Like, I just wasn't, yeah. wasn't in a really good state. It's, it's not that much of a flex whenever you understand why, why the way, the way it's programmed. I've hit, um, I've hit 20 once or maybe, maybe twice. <laughs> And I had to murder my body. And I look back at where I was at, and this is probably a year ago to get to a 20. I don't think I could hit a 20 now. I don't think it's possible for me to even hit a 20 because the level of effort that that would take, I literally have to do cardio the entire day. Like at Orange Theory is a great example. When I first started Orange Theory, they do things based off of your heart rate and splat points. And I used to be like so excited because like I remember one time I got 57 splat points, which means that I was killing myself so much that my heart rate was so high that for 57 minutes, I was above in the orange <laughs> out of the 60. And, you know, I, I was all proud. And the trainer's like, I think you're going to fucking die. You know, like, you know, like, but it wasn't good because this I was. You're yeah. celebrating and they're like, yeah, oh, <laughs> I'm like the more splat points they get means I win. Right? And that, that's not the case at all. So like nowadays, you know, I'm lucky to get 10 splat points. If not, and it's not that I'm not trying. I mean, today is a good example. I think, I think I had eight splat points. And it's probably the hardest I've pushed myself in that class ever. Um, just because, uh, 
there was there was a guy next to me that I was trying to compete against. Um, but uh, and 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 he wasn't even competing with me or a competition. But I you know I told myself that he there wasn't actually even a guy there. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fight Club. It was myself. It's me myself talking to myself. I didn't recognize it. No, but I I I, I made made this story in my head that a guy said I was a bitch and he could beat me. So then I was just like, okay, I'm gonna beat this guy. So then I just went off like I went off crazy because I got to beat Ben uh, when he comes here. So but I mean it's one of the hardest times I pushed myself and I think I had eight splat points. So you know the the healthier you get, the harder it actually is to put your body through an insane amount of stress because your your body's used to taking that beating. Um, so it's it's natural, it's calm, you know, it's it's much more difficult for you to get into those zones, especially based off of heart rate, which is amazing. Heart, cardiovascular health, everything else, it means you're doing a great job, right? If you're getting 57 splat points, you're hitting a 20 on the whoop, probably dying, probably dying. <laughs> <laughs> I think what, what I want to touch on as well is, you know, obviously you did the P90X, before you started. So you came to me in a pretty decent position in terms of you were lean, you were already routine with everything. Talk to us about the difference in terms of what you did for that, that period of P90X and what that looked like from a sort of output and training perspective versus what you're doing now. Yeah, that's, um, it's, it's an interesting one. So, um, if anyone doesn't know P90X, it was like the mid 2000s, uh, Tony Horton, uh, was on all the infomercials late at night, uh, when I was, when I was, uh, high school slash college. And, um, it's a great, it's a great routine. You do six days. Uh, there is a, there is a food guide and calorie guide and it, it is not keto to be very clear. It is, it is low fats, good, good, uh, um, high protein, good carb, uh, diet plan, which you know, in, in hindsight, so saying, so you're on keto, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the, the program is, is, is set up. So let's see Mondays was, was upper body to, and it's, it's a lot of, um, uh, it's a lot of using, um, gravity and pull-ups and push-ups and some weights, but not anything over, you know, you don't need any special equipment. Basically, if you have your, if you have your dumbbells, and your pull-up bar and maybe some push-up stands like that's that's basically all you need uh with, with p90x which makes it a great start at home plan but it's six days and these are working hard six days they're like the minimum is 50 minutes plus you have abs every other day so that's another 16 minutes on top of that so it's like an hour and 15 minutes minimum work the worst is the yoga which is 95 minutes of some of just the most unbelievably painful yoga that you'll go through. <laughs> um, but you're working, you're working your ass off for six days a week. Um, no question about it. And there's, there's warmups and there's cool downs, but you're hitting them bam, 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 one after another. There's not, you know, uh, uh, very much time to rest in between uh, and it, it keeps you going. And if you commit, you're going to see results as long as your diet is there and you're, you're sticking to it. Right. So uh, I came off of that, like you said, Ben, and, and I had already met with you and said, this is a goal I have. I want to start with you, but I want to finish this goal because this is something that's important to me and um, which you were totally cool with and said, name the day I'm there, pick up the phone. We'll, we'll start. So that's, that's what we did. But I remember our call and I was like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm hitting six days a week. Uh, and I'm even, I'm even going out and doing like a 5k on, my, on the off day. I'm trying to do more just to, to keep up, to keep up. You're like, okay, so we're going to start off with three days. Um, <laughs> I was like, but no, 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 no. Like me, man, like, like, I'm doing six days now. Like this isn't this isn't start for You're like, no, we're we're gonna start from three days. You do your cardio whenever you want. Uh, you get your steps in. We'll concentrate on, on on your meal plan. Like you have goals, and we need to start somewhere. And you're like, we can always go up. There is no 
absolutely no qualms about going up. But starting here and having you burn out. We have. Yeah, we have since then. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was um, that was interesting, uh, but I trusted the process. Trusted you. Uh, you know, there's there's a reason why there's a lot of a lot of clients who can speak nothing but good things about you, and and Dave being a prime example. So I was like, you know what, I'm here. I for just you. talk shit I'm behind here. Ben's back in public. I, I'm I'm very uh, nice about him, but I didn't talk shit behind <laughs> his back. <laughs> it's quite good though because some other people would have just been like, and call this guy's a fucking walk out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I and, think. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, and, and, and sure enough, we have gone up. We've added an extra day. I'm doing uh, cardio and, and core work on my off days. I'm actually taking like Sundays off. I actually take those off now because uh, I need a little extra recovery because we're doing some good resistance stuff and some, some a lot of compound movements, which you need some recovery from those. It's not just, uh, you know, push-ups and pull-ups and, 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 and those things. Like when you're doing some of the, the squats and you're doing some of the, um, you know, different compound movements, like you, you, it is taking a lot out of you. So it's good to have, have that little bit of a rest. So, um, but yeah, we're up to four days. Calories have increased significantly. I think it started at like 2000, we're, up, you know, 2,600, uh, uh, you know, on training days and output is, is gone up PRs across the board. I actually am in the 99th percentile of all tonal members now, uh, which nice. Is awesome, but then I'm like, welcome to the club. By the way, I've been there for a while, but you know, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, (laughs) I was just gonna say, you have people like Dave who are in the 99th percentile and can only do like a fraction of his workout because he's already way maxed out on everything. It's like it is cool, but also like people who are really lifting, they're way beyond what tonal can provide. But it's still, it's still fun. It's still, still, uh, uh, yeah. But. The tonal, I mean, as I've, said, I've mentioned a couple of times, like the tonal is a great, very versatile piece of equipment, and like it, it ticks all the boxes from from what we're doing and what you can do on it. the The weight capacity on it and everything that it sort of offers is absolutely perfect for for anything that you need, like full yeah. body workouts, you know, compound movements, isolation, everything. It does everything, so it's great on that front. One uh, of the one thing I would, would one ask of the ones I've been, is, okay. no, no, I'm going to ask something. One thing, you son of one, a bitch. One thing I want from you, Kev, is at some point, can you please write out how you actually take a rest day and send it across to Dave? Because he, he still isn't necessarily getting that you need to take a day off to allow your body to actually rest. So when it, no rush on it, because I mean, we're two years in now, but when you get a minute, just write that out for him and, and shoot it across an email, ebook or like whatever it needs to be, video, webinar, whatever. I, listen, I, all, all I'll say in my defense is that I, I always kind of, in some cases, listen to my body. Okay, so it's 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 a, it's where I, it's like a twenty five percent time listening to my body, seventy five percent I don't. But it's better than it was before. It's better. I'm, I'm learning. Okay, and uh, I, like, but I, but here's the thing. Like, the, the issue that I have is I look at it from a time perspective, and I'm like, this is a week that I could be getting gains, and if I got to take a week off, that's a week that I'm not getting gains. That's a week in the grand scheme of my life of shaving off a week of my life of not getting gains. Are you doing, so I'll put this to you. Are you doing with training what you're doing with meat to catch up and be a vegetarian? So all the years of your life that you didn't train, <laughs> are you just trying to catch up? Guy, so that if you looked at your life as a whole, would, would it be like it's even out that you've trained? Yeah, yeah. so I, I just okay. got to make up for you know uh, 37 years of abusing my body. And, okay. uh, you know, I got to get 37 years of training in, in 20 years. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. I'm, 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 I'm getting there. I'm getting there. 
So, but one thing I wanted to hit on the tonal though is I've actually been looking at this thing uh, called the uh, Virtue v- uh, VN. Uh, a friend had shared it to me, uh, shared it with me on, on social media, and it's um, interesting because it's basically like the tonal, um, but it uh, goes up to 200 kgs. So 200 kgs is probably what 500 pounds. 440, 440 pounds. Yeah, that's like 500 pounds or something like that. Um, so 440. So 200 kgs. Is this 440? what you've been doing with your weights as well? Like, yeah, yeah, but about 500, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's actually 440.925. So you're you're incorrect, but that, that's okay. okay. So um, it's not 500. But, <laughs> but uh, it, it looks to be able to do a lot of the same things, but it's it's very limited. Um, so when I say it can do the same things, I think for for legs, it would be absolutely phenomenal. For anything else, I probably would stick to the tonal. So like for the tonal. Um, everything upper body for me, I can still do and not max out even bench. Like my bench is heavy, but with the resistance and everything that's on there, it just adds such a different element to burn your muscles out that, I mean, I can only get to like 90 pounds on each arm on the tonal. Uh, whereas I can do, you know, 125, 150 pound dumbbell, um, very different type of feel, um, uh, on that. So, you know, but I don't typically use tonal that much for legs. Cause I have so many other things out there, like, you know, I deadlift trap bars and things like that. So it doesn't necessarily bother me from that perspective, but I mean, even as heavy as I go, I mean, I'm, I'm really close. I'm this close to a 605 pound deadlift. And that's obviously an extreme situation where I've been building up for a long time. You know, how many people are going to be in that retrospect on the, on a tonal side of the house? I think tonal is perfect for 99% of people. And I'll tell you, it's still the most instrumental piece of equipment that I use in my gym. I use it every single workout. I use it for every single primary movement, except for things like deadlifts and stuff like that. I mean, the, the, the feel I get from a bench press perspective, I do recommend swapping out the bench so you can do inclines and things like that, but everything else, it is, it is by far the most solid piece of technology and weight training equipment that I've ever had. And we're not represented by tonal. You're wearing a tonal shirt, but we're huge fanboys of it because it's just, it rocks your body. It's amazing. We good. You mentioned it last week, Dave. Um, there's no, there's no question about pulleys and and one to two or two to one or three to one. It's yeah. just, it's just, it yeah, is what weight. it is. Yeah. It is the weight, and and, and and it's solid all the way up and all the way down. So it's it's burning your muscle all pretty much twice as fast as you normally would from a routine. I mean, you don't get that pinnacle point where you get a rest up on top. I mean, it's pulling you the entire time. And you, the, you know, things that that people may not know or, or don't mention a lot are the way that you can load up the weight in whatever way. So like when you do the bench, you can load it up on top. If you're doing another exercise, you can load it up on the bottom. And when I mean that, it, you can, you just press a button and it literally just ratchets it down. But yes, if you don't know that and you get into it and then you press the button, you're like, <laughs> like, stuck into it, like what? yeah, I, my first workout, I definitely had some uh, big bruises down the side of my, of my, <laughs> on my arms because I didn't realize like oh these pulleys are going to cut into yeah, yeah. ropes are going to cut into my arms and I had it didn't have it loaded up yeah there's a little bit of a learning curve but also what people don't know is it it, it has some intelligence now it's all based on speed and and um, balance so if one pulley is coming in faster than the other pulley it'll tell you like hey you're off balance try to tighten up your core, try to do this to, to, to get better balance. Or, um, it, this one pisses me off all the time on my, on my, um, single leg RDLs, it'll say, um, you know, that I'm, that I'm off balance or to not go as fast, even if it's my last rep, it'll literally say that, like, even if it's your last rep, don't go as fast. Like, like, like time this one out. And I'm like, this is literally bad in machine form. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> don't. Tell me what to do. <laughs> Not having a machine. Tell me what to do. 
the the form the form critique like when it was telling me like I, it was yesterday I was doing uh, BFRs and I was going up for for the last one I couldn't get it, it was like it was like, I was at like set thirteen or fourteen I was just like shaking and I couldn't get it up and then I just put it down and it's like please complete the set I'm like hey listen here motherfucker I can't do this like I'm dead stop yelling at me I can't I tried so hard I don't need this right now and I shut it off and I went upstairs so you know pull the plug yeah it's done. The wall. I hit it with, I hit it with, the hammer. I hit it with my Thor my Thor weight hammers I hit it after that. Tell, tell, don't tell me what to do. I just went to muscle fatigue. <laughs> right. Okay. So we're selling keto plants and we're selling. We're selling <laughs> anyway, to sort of wrap things up, Kev, I want to sort of put it over to you to give like what advice you would give for the people listening, because it's all good listening to me and Dave talk about it all the time, but hearing, you know, that you've been through the journey from pretty much just after we started the podcast and everything that you've done, like what three things would you tell? anybody who's listening that's maybe stuck with something or thinking about getting started or on a plateau or frustrated or whatever it is. Yeah. One thing we didn't, we didn't touch on this, but uh, it's a little bit personal on, on my side. I, I had testicular cancer back in uh, my late twenties, like I was 27, 28 years old. And um, one thing that, that doctors don't really tell you is that uh, your hormones vary quite significantly from person to person. You know, mine might be a regular level of 500, Dave's maybe a thousand, Ben's could be 1500. It just, there's, there's a, a huge, like the normal well, Mine could be 1500 anywhere. and Ben's could be a thousand, correct? Let's just <laughs> correct this really quick. I just want to I was just going left to right on the screen, but sure, sure. Um, okay. All right. So, but, but like the, the normal range as the three, as the three of us know now is like 300 to a thousand. That's what they consider normal. And that's a huge, huge disparity. So when, when, when I had my operation and I was talking to the, to the doctor after, Afterwards, I said, so, so what about testosterone? Like, what, what should I know? What should I be prepared for? All that stuff. And he's like, well, I don't know what to tell you because I don't know what normal is for you. And you're not normal now. Like you're, you're missing half the equipment. Like things, things need to steady out for a while. So I just left it for 10 years. I didn't, didn't really think about it or nine years now. I didn't really think about it. Right. And then when I was reading through Dave's, Dave's blog, he talked about TRT and honestly, it was the first I had ever heard of it. I never, never knew anything about it since then. That's all I hear on, on Huberman and, and all the other podcasts. It's like, wow, this is a whole side that I just never knew existed. Right. But I got checked and I was, I was on the lower end. I certainly wasn't in, in like a dangerous part where, where I was seeing, you know, significant effects, but I was low and I only have half the equipment. So I, Whoa. All right, what, what the hell is that? Fire I'll, cut off? I'll, I'll cut that back. I don't know what. It was an alarm. Yeah. All right. That was so, loud. I know what the fuck was going on. That was fucking loud. It's fucking loud. All right, cut that back. Anyway, super. So, anyways, if you um, saw, we cut halfway through. Uh, Ben's alarm just went off, like literally in the middle. Maybe of the I'll podcast. keep it in. Scared the shit out of people. Keep it in. That scared, scared the shit out of me. I was like, "Oh, what's going on? Am I dying?" You know, like, okay, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Keep going, Kev. Yeah. So, so what I was saying was, I didn't know much about TRT, and um, what I would recommend is, whatever age you are, and the sooner the better, is just to get your baseline. Just know where you're at now, so you can compare. It doesn't matter if you don't do anything with that test. You could, you could. Put it away, not look at it for four years, but having something to compare to. And if you do want to compare it to what normal is or what you could be, you know, that's fine. That's totally up to you. But getting some level and the younger you are, the better, because then you can say when you're 10 years later or 20 years later, well, this is where I was. This is where I am. I'm kind of 
try to quantify that. So that's the first one. Um, you know, I happened to go in, my numbers were a little bit low. Now they're, they're, they're in a better place in, in my opinion, and they're right at normal and, and, and I'm happy, but you know, just getting a baseline is super important. Uh, so that's number one. And I, I, I thank you, Dave, for, for being open and honest in your journey and, and sharing that with people, because that's definitely super important. Um, I wish it's something from a, from a, uh, general practitioning perspective, we would talk more about, you know, I think, you know, you listen to Dr. Atia, um, who I love his podcast. He's got a phenomenal podcast that talks about longevity, health and stuff like that. You know, a lot of these doctors that are coming out of, out of school now are focusing more on longevity of life uh, in a long-term window versus the medical um, industry today, which looks at it at a 10-year window. So what's your comfort level in a 10-year period? They don't look at it in a 20, 30, 40, 50-year period. And it's fascinating because you look at testosterone and, you know, the, a lot of the research is just coming out now because it was mostly abused, you know, from the bodybuilding industry. But, you know, Dr. Addy explains like they actually kind of showed us the, the, the path to what's normal and what's abuse and what's not and what's normal. And all of these you know, studies are coming back now that how much testosterone estrogen play a, a role both in men and women. Um, and the longevity of life aspects and all of the stuff that we've seen, you know, like cardiovascular issues, stuff like that with testosterone, total bullshit. Um, you know, all the studies are coming out now showing, Hey, it has so much beneficial things for us, um, as humans. And as we age, I wish doctors would talk more about this to people. I see so many common stories where, you know, I just saw one uh, today that where someone was talking about their testosterone levels at 200 and the doctor's like, Hey, it's perfectly fine. I'm like, Oh my God, if I was at 200, I was at two, I was at 230, and I had all the symptoms of low testosterone. And, you know, I brain fog, energy drive, every, I mean, everything was, was there. And as soon as I took testosterone, boom, it was like magic, you know, I, I, I completely different person. So I wish people would talk more about it. I'm glad that you found, found the blog post and I'm, I'm always open about what I do because I think my lessons can help others with that. And, and what you do as well, what your lessons that you've learned from it are going to help others as well. Yeah, Absolutely. The second one that I'd say is, you know, a lot of us are, are very data driven. I think that's, that's a common part of life today. Uh, you know, um, and what I love, love with whoop and the other things that I, that I do now is like using that to my advantage. It's not just a thing that I wear and, and, yeah. uh, oh, I got this many steps in or, oh, um, you know, I got this many hours of sleep. It's like using all of those things again, 1% better, you know, slowly taking away each, each one of those things. So, you know, resting heart rate and heart rate variability and how, how, you know, good sleep was or, or, or wasn't. And, you know, just slowly chipping away at those things. Dave, I, I know you, you recommended the, uh, the chili sleep. I got the chili sleep doc pro, which is amazing and, uh, absolutely yeah. love it. And just little things. I just keep, keep chipping away. So, so using the data to your advantage, whatever you want it to be, um, that's been, been, been a huge change. And then just like allowing you yourself to commit to what you want your goals to be and allowing you, you know, yourself to, you know, say no to things that, that you don't want. I'm not a huge drinker, but I know, you know, I, I hear all the time, you know, one of the biggest problems is people want to be social, want to drink, want to, to have that. But I can tell you right now, like I had a, a can of beer last night in my, my walleye beer batter. And I looked at the calories, like there's 212 calories in this damn can of beer. I don't know how people are drinking three and four of these. That's insane. You know, but, um, you want to come by the weekend, drink them with me. I'll show you how to really, really <laughs> drink a lot of calories. <laughs> Joking, I'm joking. No, you're good. So, um, you know, but, but being in that situation, allowing yourself to say, yeah, I'm just going to do one. 
for, I'm not going to do it today. Like no one's going to be pissed at you. If you say you're not going to do, you know, you're not going to go overboard or you want to, you want to contain yourself. And the same thing with allowing yourself to rearrange your own schedule, your own, your own things, going out with the family, going for walks, uh, committing that time to yourself. And before you know it, your whole kind of day-to-day life and activities and everything will just fill itself in with the things that you want and you'll be that much better for it. So that's, those are the three things that I say have, have you know, fundamentally changed who I am and where, where I want to go. Um, and honestly, the last question you asked is where do I want to go? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I love where I'm at now. I definitely want to add more muscle because I've never had muscles before and it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I, I honestly didn't know, like, I, I never had muscles before and it's pretty cool. I agree with that. That's a good statement. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Dan, I can, I can agree with that. Thing. Yeah, I'm pretty cool. With that statement. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like, like, I didn't know what, like even the feeling would be like I had, I had, I was toned. Uh, and then uh, there's been times in my life where I've had some muscle. I don't want to say like I've, I've just been skin and bones or fat my whole entire life, but um, like, just like the feeling is definitely something like once you, once you start that, you're like, yeah, you know, I want to, I want to do more. I want to keep, you know, PR. I want to, I want to add more to that. I want to get to that next, that next level. Um, you know, I, I showed my kids your picture, Ben from, from yesterday. I was like, just so you guys know, like, this is the guy who daddy trusts to, uh, to, to train me. And they literally thought you were a superhuman, a super person. <laughs> yes. Like my, my son was like, yes. that see is... that Dave? Shoot my, my photo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my son was like, is that Batman? That, that you were cool. Like Batman. You were cool. I like, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that all day long. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, the thing about that is, you know, it's, it, for me, it's, it's, it's not necessarily to have a muscle. It's, it's what that sort of allows you to do like day to day. Do you know what I mean? Like what you can accomplish and what you can achieve. Like, when it comes down to training, you know, all of us now are in a realm that we're doing things that we never thought we could have done before. And to me that like, I don't want to stop that. I want to continue to be able to do things. Like obviously we talk all the time in terms of hit PR faster, quicker, you know, stronger, whatever it is, like all those things to me, like that's my new addiction. Do you know what I mean? Being better in that way and, and pushing to the point where like, where can I actually take this? And I, I mean, I'm going to speak for all of us here. Like, I think that that's what we all want to see, you know, how far can we actually take this? And it's not being happy with the progress that you've made, but always wanting to strive for more. And with that, you know, I just want to say like, you guys are doing this, uh, just to educate, to throw your stories out there, to throw your, your, um, perspectives and to kind of share that. And it's, it's, you know, I know it's growing. I see social media, you know, the, we hack health, uh, hashtag continues to grow, keep up steam. I hope the episode numbers are going up, but regardless of all of that, like people are listening, people are looking at you guys as, as role models and really do appreciate the bullshit free guide or whatever the, the, the intro says to, to hacking your health. I mean, that's, that's what we're here for, right? Like we are really trying to just get better and, and hear, you know, not the TikTok version, not the, the, the raspberry ketones version, but the actual real life, real struggles, real advantages that you guys have, have earned your way through and have, you know, then emerged on the other side to give your perspective. So, you know, thank you from everybody in the community because it, it really is, you know, monumental and life-changing. And, you know, I think, I think I'm an example of that where I'm definitely a different person than, than six, eight, 12 months ago. Good. I appreciate it. And I think, you know, again, 
to sort of filter that down, the things that we're doing are allowing people like yourself to change and, and take control of your life. And you never know the people around you who that's going to inspire and what you can pass on. And that's that's ultimately how it grows. And, you know, we've said a number of times, like, we're fortunate enough to be in a position that, that we have the potential to help an entire industry, which to me, as a coach, if you had told me that six years ago, I'd have been like, you're fucking nuts. But now I can actually see it. I'm like, if we can continue to grow this and share that and everything that everybody else is doing and getting involved, whether you're watching, whether you're listening, whether you're just doing it, it's it's incredible to see the growth that it's been over over the past year. And I can't wait to see where it, where it gets to. You want to wrap us up, Dave, the usual? Hey, we have yeah. health. Yeah. So I appreciate everybody tuning in. Kevin, first of all, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast and sharing your experiences and, and congratulations on all of your success and, uh, you know, the things that you've done and the information that you continue to share. And, uh, I learned from you too. So it's, it's a great lesson for all of us, you know, that we're sharing in this community, keeping each other accountable and motivated, which I think, you know, if you listen to our previous podcast on tribes and being collectively together, um, we are all stronger together when we have the same type of objectives of seeing everybody succeed. Um, so positive culture, I think is extremely important in these types of cases to, to help build on this. And that's what this community is about. Uh, so follow us on Twitter. We hack health. Uh, we hack that health on, on, uh, the website, uh, you know, we hacking your health podcast, uh, we hack health discord. We're pretty much everywhere. So, uh, share your stories, share your successes, share your struggles. Uh, we're here as a community to help one another and, uh, share this with folks that you think would be interested in, you know, hopefully, you know, you can change your life, live longer, nothing wrong with that. Uh, and that's our whole purpose and drive here is to bring others on and to help others and, and, uh, help them live longer. So thank you all for tuning in, Kevin. Thanks again for being on here. Ben, whatever, you know, but uh, no, <laughs> love you, love you, buddy. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> love you, buddy. <laughs> love you too, man, right? Thanks, Kev, for coming on. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and catch you next week. Catch you next week. <laughs>